turn to the 116th installment of the Psalms, Psalm 116, and I'm going to lift for your hearing verses 12 through 14. From the New King James Version, we find these words recorded. What shall I render to the Lord for all of his benefits towards me? I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all his people. For these moments that we have together, I want to preach with this simple thought in mind. How can I say thanks? How can I say thanks? Listen, I want to begin this morning with a word of confession. And, and I do so with pause and prayer because I recognize that confession is good for the soul but it can be terrible for the reputation. So it's my prayer that you would not judge me prematurely, but you would permit me to confess my entire situation because I stand here this morning as one who can honestly confess in the presence of God and all of God's people that I have a problem. I have an addiction that I've been fighting for almost 30 years of my life. In fact, the more I try, the more difficult it is for me to shake this monkey off my back. Now breathe easy, breathe easy. Calm down, breathe easy because my addiction is not to gambling, not to drugs, not to nicotine, not to alcohol, and not even to money, but my addiction is much more deeply rooted than that because I can honestly confess that I'm addicted to worship. And I guess I really had no choice in the matter because my grandmother is an addict and so is my mama. They were co-conspirators in bringing me to the house of the Lord every time they had a chance. And since I'm confessing this morning, let me go ahead and tell you that I got my first hat when I was about 12 years old. And if the truth be told, I've been strung out ever since. That even when it's not Sunday, I find myself fiending and craving time with God just to be in the presence of Almighty God. I, I might as well admit that this morning that I've been known to even go to work high because I wake up in the morning saying, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm just confessing that my urge is so strong that I seek and search out opportunities to celebrate our sovereign savior. And just so you know my whole story, here it is. I I've been a dealer for quite some time now always inviting people everywhere to church with the promise that the first hit is on me. Because if you taste and see that the Lord is good, you too will be strung out for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, I'm addicted to worship, y'all, because I have discovered that there are some blessings in worship that cannot be replicated or duplicated in any other area of life. Mm, that there's a joy in worship that you cannot find in the club. There's, there's a high in worship that crack cannot provide. There's a love in worship that cannot be discovered in the arms of another lover. There's an ease in worship that even alcohol can't provide because in real worship, faith is fortified and eyes are opened and hope is strengthened and direction is provided and hurts are healed and issues are resolved and anxieties are dispelled and demons have been made to tremble. Let me go ahead and tell the truth and shame the devil. I'm addicted to worship and here's why. Because I owe God. 
brother by the name of Andre Crouch said it best when he penned the words of that classic gospel song called My Tribute. Andre questioned, how can I say thanks? for the things you've done for me, things so undeserved, yet you did to prove your love for me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude, all that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all to thee. Then he comes in with that chorus that says, to God be the glory for the things he has done. Does anybody know that song this morning? With this blood, he has saved me. With this power, he has raised me. To God be the glory for the things he has done. And y'all, I remember listening to Crouch and, and, and he was being interviewed on BET Gospel before his death in 2015. And they asked him what inspired this great gospel song. And Andre Crouch's answer was simply this, Psalm 116. Because in Psalm 116, the psalmist does what Andre crouched Paul's to do. Here it is. Stop and think about everything God has done. I came by the actual question this morning. When was the last time you set yourself down and allowed your mind to think about all the things God has done for you? Not, not just last week, not just last prayer, but have you ever just paused to take a walk down memory lane and, and look at all the ways God has made and, and all of the doors God has opened and all of the mountains God has moved and all of the enemies God has handled and all of the sickness God has cured is anybody in the Cyrus sanctuary this morning does anybody have a fresh memory of all that God has done for you and I declare child of God every now and then you ought to set yourself down and allow your mind to think about everything God has done for you when you walk down memory lane and you see what the Lord has done for you you might find some significance in Psalm 116 as that psalmist sat down and began to think about all the ways God has made and, and listen to what the psalmist says the psalmist says up in verses 1 through 11 I love the Lord and let me go ahead and tell you why I love God he says because when I look over my life God has done some things for me that only God can do did you catch it did you catch it that psalmist says here's why I love the Lord watch it I love the Lord because the Lord answered my prayer yeah yeah it's right there in verse one the psalmist said listen I cried out to the Lord and the Lord heard me and the reason I love God so much is because when I couldn't handle it by myself and when it was more than I could endure and when life had gotten the best out of me I knelt down by the side of my bed and I cried out to God and the Lord answered my prayer I wish I had a witness here who knows that when you called on God God heard and God answered don't fool me now is there anybody in here that can testify he is a prayer answering kind of God yeah he answers he answers prayer let me tell you why let me tell you why you ought to be excited about that thing this morning you ought to be excited because there have been some times when you prayed for what was wrong uh, but God answered right yeah, 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 come on, talk to me here. There, there were some times when I knelt down and what I asked God for was absolutely not what I needed, but God is so God that God took 
took a wrong prayer and gave me a right answer. Yes, Lord. If that didn't make you holler, come on. If that didn't make you shout, come on. If that didn't you bless you, not only have I prayed for the wrong thing, but I can testify that there have been some times I didn't know what to pray for. No, 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 I'm talking, this is for the real folk in the room this morning. This is for the real folk in the cyber sanctuary. I'm talking about some folk that have, have gotten it so jacked up, so confused, so messed up. You didn't know whether you were coming or going. And all you could do is kneel down and holler this prayer, Lord, help. I, I don't know what else I need, just help. And can I get a witness here that we serve a God who when you holler help, he's able to do what needs to be done. Oh, okay. I, I see how you're acting. I, I, I see you being cute. I, I see you being prim and proper. Come on, come on. But, but can we be real? If that didn't bless you, then let me see if I can knock on your door with this one this morning. I love God because he answered prayer when I prayed incorrectly. I love God because he answered prayer when I didn't know what to ask for. But here's the real shout. God answers some prayers that you didn't even pray. I wish you were honest enough to declare that there have been some moments in my life that I needed to pray. But I didn't call on God. I didn't run to God. I didn't seek to God and yet the Lord showed up is there anybody who can declare that God answers some prayers you didn't even have sense enough to pray and I love God I love God because he is a prayer answering God but 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 that psalmist also says not only do I love God because he answered prayer but watch this I love God because he went above my petition Here's the reality of prayer, y'all. Here's the reality of prayer. Wherever your prayer stopped is where God just got started. That, that, that whatever you ask for is only the beginning of what he's able to give. That's why you ought to declare now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. I'm telling you, we serve a God who deals bountifully with us. A God who goes exceedingly above whatever my request was. That's why I love God. He answered and he went above he went above my petition come on help me help me let's tiptoe to this text together the psalmist says here's another reason why I love God not only did he answer my prayer not only does he go above my petition but watch this I love the Lord because the Lord accepted me with patience Lord's been patient with me you you go ahead and read it for yourself he says the Lord preserves the simple uh-huh, uh-huh, I, I, like, I like that word simple. <laughs> that word simple, you, you don't have to be a great theologian to know what simple means, come on. You, you don't have to know Hebrew and Greek to know what simple means. Simple is a euphemism for stupid. In other words, the text is saying the Lord was patient with me when I was stuck on stupid. When I was doing the dumb thing and the wrong thing and the disobedient thing, the Lord was still patient with me. And I came by to tell you that other folk gave up on you, but God didn't give up on you. Other folk turned their back on you, but God never turned his back on you. Other folk washed their hands of you, but God kept his hands on you. And I know you didn't come to hear this, but we're here now, so I might as well tell you, you've been a handful to deal with. 
yeah, yeah, I, 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 sometimes I, I don't miss those pre-pandemic days when we used to lie in church and say, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about your neighbor. No, Joker, I'm coming for you this morning. You've been a handful to deal with. You haven't always been righteous. You haven't always been obedient. You haven't always been in church. And, and I know you look mighty good right now. Come on, you got that Bible out this morning. You got the Bible app open this morning. Come on, you made it to worship on a Sunday morning. Morning. You're starting the week off giving God some praise, but let me go ahead and tell you the truth. You have been a handful, and yet God has not taken his hand off of you. I wish I had a witness there. I wish I had a witness there that's not ashamed to declare God's been merciful to me because I know that I know that I know that I know I've done wrong, and still he's been patient. God answered my prayer. I, I like the text. God, God, God went above my petition. God accepted me with patience. Watch the fourth thing the psalmist says. And here's why I love the Lord, because God was always protecting me. He said, the Lord delivered me out of Sheol. You, you know what Sheol is? Hell. Uh, here it is. Here it is. The Lord brought me out of hell. And let me tell you why some of y'all might not be shouting. Let me, let me go ahead and let the air out of the balloon. Some of y'all are acting cute here because you think that hell is only where you go when you die. No, no, no. No, there's some grown folk that know about some living hell. And, and know that in the midst of some living God brought you out of a living hell. Do I have any folk all the way from Richmond to Omaha, Nebraska? Come on, to lift up your voice. Are there any delivered folk in greater joy? and in church on purpose are there any delivered folk in Mount Carmel and First Union Baptist who knows what it's like to walk through hell but you have a God that knows how to pull you out wait 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 here's a shout here's a shout I'm talking about me now because I've been through hell and you don't even know it here's the shout you have no clue what I've been through because the Lord has brought me out if you knew all the hell I've been through if you've known all the places I've been if you've known all the things I've said and done you would have never shown up to hear me preach this word but God is so merciful and God is so good and God is so gracious that you can't even look at me and tell the hell that I've been through. Psalmist says, Psalmist says that since he answered my prayer, since God went above my petition, since God accepted me with patience, and since God is always protecting me, watch what he does. He asks a question. Raise the question in the text. The relevant question is this. What shall I render unto God? I mean, I mean, you really are bad somebody. If the Lord did all of that for you and you not once ask, how can I say things? How do I thank God for what the Lord has done? Well, there are some answers right here in the psalm, and then I'll be done preaching. The psalmist says that when I think of all that the Lord has done and all of his benefits, how can I say thanks? Here's the first thing I'll do. I'll take the cup of salvation. Mark it down in your Bible. I'll take the cup of salvation. That cup of salvation is God's free offer for your new life. So watch what the psalmist says. He says, when I think about what to give God, 
The first thing I'm going to give God is I'm going to take his offer. Don't miss it. Don't, don't miss it. I want to give God something, but the first thing I can give him is my receiving his offer. That, that God is offering us something phenomenal in salvation, and you would be a fool not to receive it. That when you think about how good God has been, here's what God says. Here's what I want from you. I want you to give me your heart. I, I want you to put your life in my hands. I want you to surrender your soul to my will. I want you to obey my commandment for your life. Here's all I want from you. That, that, that the way I say thank you is by taking a walk down that aisle. Perhaps writing in the comment section that you want to join or be connected. Perhaps by calling your local church. But I want you to open up your heart and allow me to come in and reign in your life. And perhaps you're shouting here, you aren't shouting here, perhaps you aren't shouting because in contemporary Christianity, we devalue salvation too easily. We, we act like being saved is just another thing to add to your resume. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we act like being Christian is just another extracurricular activity. Loving the Lord daily is just something else to do on your long list of things you've got to do. But the Bible reminds us in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3, how can we escape damnation if we neglect the great gift of salvation? Salvation is a great gift that God offers to you freely through the death of Jesus Christ. And how dare you sit and not receive it? How dare you come to church and not give your heart? How dare you receive God's blessings and not give God your heart? Psalmist says, I I'm going to take God's cup. And I like the, the reading of that new international version. The NIV says, I will take it and I'm going to lift it high. Yeah, not only will I receive God's gift of salvation, but I will lift it for others to see. In a real sense, if you're saved, watch this. If you're saved and your coworkers don't know, that, that's a problem. Uh, 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 if, if they know your favorite team, but they don't know that you serve God. If, if they know where you went to school, but they don't know where the Lord found you. If they know what you do in your spare time, but, but don't know what the Holy Spirit dwells within you, then the Lord says there is something wrong. You're not lifting high your cup of salvation. What I want from you is to go public with your faith. Oh, 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 come on. Let, let, let me see if I explain that a little better. Let me see if I can tighten that thing up just a little bit. I have a coworker who's looking for a new job, and, and she called my office, and she said, Shamara, I got a question for you. I said, what? She said, I, I need to know if I can put you down on my list of references. I, I said, what in the world do you mean? She said, listen, I, I'm going to send some folk to you, and I need to know um, if you're willing to say some nice things for me. I said, sis, you, you know I've got your back. I'm, I'm offended that you would even ask if you could put my name as a reference. She said, girl, I've learned the hard way that, that you don't put everybody on your reference list. That, that you've got to make sure they're going to say nice things about you when you need someone or, or send someone their way. And she said, you can't put everybody down because everybody ain't going to open up their mouth and tell what they know about you. So, so I've got to be certain that I can put you on the list. I said, sis, you go ahead and put me on the list. And the Lord tapped me on my shoulder this morning and sent me this way because God has a question for you. Can God put you on his reference? list 
Uh, can the Lord send somebody your way uh, who needs to know that God is able uh, and who needs to know that the Lord will make a way somehow and who needs to know that the Lord can open doors uh, and God can trust you uh, to lift high your cup uh, and let somebody know what God is able to do. How can I say thanks? I'll, I'll take the cup of salvation. But then watch what he says. He says, and I will call on the name of the Lord. How, how can I say thanks? I'll simply call on the name of the Lord. Now, now, this messed me up. This messed me up. The psalmist says the way I thank God for what God has done is by calling on his name. Don't miss it. Don't, don't miss it. He, he answered me when I called before. So the way I thank him for answering in the past is to call on him in the future. Did you catch that? That, that God has answered my prayer. The way I thank him is by praying to him again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God did it yesterday. And the way I thank him is by trusting him tomorrow to do tomorrow what he did on yesterday. Let, let me see if I can make that plain. Uh, there's a story about a father who was, who was trying to teach his young son some business acumen, some business skills. And he told him that whenever you need work done by a contractor, you should always get at least three bids. Because when you get three bids, it's the best way to get good business. Three bids. Make certain that you're not getting price gouged. Three bids to make sure that the scope of work is equal. Three, three bids to make sure that, that you get a good contractor to do the work. So, so you never put work out without getting at least three bids. That's just good business sense. And, and a few weeks after teaching his son this vital and valuable lesson, they've got a problem. One of their pipes bursts. Water flooded the bathroom and, and the floor needed to get replaced. And the father is sitting there in front of the bathroom looking at the water on the floor. And the son walks up and says, Dad, we've got to get three bids. He says, son, no, 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 we don't. That, that's, that's at work. We, we don't need to get three bids here at the house. Son says, why? Why, why? why shouldn't we get three bids? The father answered, we don't need three bids because we've already got somebody. He said, we've got the contractor who's done all the work way in the past. And since he's done such great work in the past, we don't have to put a bid out for nobody else. You ought to help me preach here that when you've got somebody who's done the job and made a way and taken care, you don't have to get bids in from anybody and anywhere else. How? <laughs> Hallelujah, I feel it here. How do I thank God? He, he, he's, he's the only one I call on. There, there are some things that, that, that you don't have to try and, and, and some folk that you don't have to call because the Lord has proven what he's able to do. He's, he's done so much for me that I'm going to raise up my cup. Come on, I'm going to make this thing public. Come on, I'm going to show my commitment and everybody around me is going to know I'm going to lift up my cup of salvation. He's done so much for me that he's the only one I can call on. And, and then the psalmist says, finally, because the Lord has done so much for me here it is this is how I thank him I will pay my vow to the Lord now in the presence of all of his people how 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 can I say thanks I'll pay my vow to the Lord here here's what you ought to be asking what is the vow that the psalmist has made 
Because a vow is a promise which seems to suggest that the psalmist said this, that, Lord, I need you right now. And, and if you can just get me out of this right here. Come on, somebody, somebody has prayed that prayer before. You remember that prayer, don't you? It goes a little something like this. Oh, God, now, 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 now you know, I, I love you and I need you. And, 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 and you and I both know that I shouldn't have been in this thing. But, Lord, here's my promise. If you get me out of this. Come on, have you been there? I will never, ever, ever. The psalmist, the psalmist has made a promise to do something when God answered his prayer. Now you would think, you would think that the promise is that he'll never do it again. But that's a wasted promise because you and God know that you're lying. <laughs> Here's the promise that the psalmist made in the text the promise the psalmist made is lord when you get me out of this he says i will pay you the vow of thanksgiving that, 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 that I made a promise to God that when God brought me through, I would be the first one to say thank you. That when the Lord made a way, it wouldn't take a praise team and a worship leader. It wouldn't take a choir director. It wouldn't even take a doggone preacher to make me stand and give God glory because when I think of what the Lord did for me, nobody's got to make me praise God. I'll praise God all by myself. Ooh. Church, I came, I came this morning to ask you a question. That if you won't praise God in the presence of his people, when are you going to praise him? That if you won't learn how to get happy in the cyber sanctuary all by yourself, when are you going to get happy? That, that if you can't shout amen now in this season, when will you learn how to shout amen because here's the reality that if you can open your mouth and ask God to do it, then, then you ought to be able to open your mouth and thank God for doing it. So excuse me. Excuse me, before we leave, I've got a vow to pay. Come on, I owe God something. Excuse me while I give him the glory. Come on, I can't wait on you because you might not have gone through what I've been through. I can't wait on you because I don't know your story and you don't know mine. But excuse me while I pay my vow. Thank you, God, for the ways that you've made. Thank you, God, for the doors that you've opened. Thank you, God, for the sickness that you healed. Thank you, God, for making a way out of no way. Come on, you ought to pay him. You ought to stop looking at me, but you ought to lift up your hands. And you ought to lift up your voice with your hands lifted up, with a mouth full of praise, with a heart of thanksgiving. You ought to bless the name of the Lord. I know it gets hard, but pay him what you owe. I know you've got to cross sometimes, but pay him what you owe. Is there anybody who can declare, look where he's brought me from? I want to know is there anybody who can declare I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise hallelujah shall continually be in my mouth the grass withers the flower fades all oh, but the word of our God it will last forever let's pray Lord because you've answered prayer Father, because you've gone above our petitions. Dear Lord, you've been patient and you've protected us. Lord, we fulfill our vow to you now. Hallelujah. We thank you in the presence of all your people. Glory to God.
Never again will somebody wonder if God's been good to us. You'll know about the way we worship. Because you've done all that for us. You're the only one we can trust in. So we'll call on you in times past and we call on you now. Calling on you in times past. Sometimes even in spite of calling on others. Father, we call you. Lord, thank you. Thank you being faithful for showing up. Thank you for being faithful and being there. Thank you for being a consistent and loving father. Father, I pray now that someone under the sound of my voice will receive your gift of salvation today. How do you thank God for keeping you, my sister? How do you thank God for making a way, my brother? Surrender your life to him and receive the cup of salvation. I pray now, Father, that you would loose the captives and set them free. I pray, dear God, that you would strengthen the believer and reclaim the backslider is my prayer in Jesus' name. There are four congregations together, but we are one church. And our desire, dear God, is to draw people to your kingdom so that you can get the glory. I pray now, oh God, that you would knock on the door of every heart. Your people will hear you and let you in. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, dear Lord, for loving us enough to extend us a gift none of us deserve. And those who are glad that you've got a vow to pay, those that are willing to pay your vow even now, set together. Amen. Hallelujah.